0: Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you, and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. Let me talk about the parable of the Good Shepherd. It's actually, it says from John 10, 7 to 14, but actually, I kind of shortened it. If you want to read the whole parable, and I always encourage you to do that, it actually goes from verse 1 to verse 18 in the book, in the 10th chapter of John. So go home and kind of read that through. But in this parable, Jesus is making a very audacious claim. He is claiming to the people who are listening that he is a good shepherd. Now, remember, back in those days, that that society was much more agrarian than it is than we are. So people would understand what it meant, the difference between a good and a bad shepherd. A good shepherd is someone that would actually defend the sheep, someone that cared for the sheep, someone that if a sheep got lost, would go and find that lost sheep. Whereas a hired hand, eh, it's just lost sheep. Oh, I'm not going to get in the way of that wolf. Right, And so the people are understanding that Jesus is telling them something very important. Because in the Old Testament and New Testament, in either reference to God or Jesus, there are 43 different references to God or Jesus being a shepherd. Now, how many of you are familiar at all with sheep? Raise your hand. I'm just kind of curious how many of you have sheep experience. All right. Yeah. Fred, you had your hand up. Yeah? All right, so you had two people in your church of Kansas. I'm from Montana. I used to help a, a, a hunter friend of ours kind of with his sheep. Sheep, how smart are sheep, Fred? They're not. No, they're not. Sheep without a shepherd get lost easily, get harmed easily, die easily. I remember uh, my rancher friend, literally an open barn. Forty yards away, in the middle of a snowstorm, the sheep would not go into the warm barn. They sat out in the snowstorm. And without my friend shepherding those sheep into that barn, they would have froze to death. That's a sheep. Now, I don't know if what that reference is that so often the Bible refers to God's people as sheep. But maybe we'll just skip past that part. And let's just refer to the idea of what it means for us that Jesus claims to be our good shepherd. Because in verse 11, he says these very words. He says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. In other words, I care enough about the sheep that I'm going to lay my life down, and we, we know that he did, did he not? This was a self-fulfilling statement for later on in his life. But what does it mean for our lives, practically, that Jesus is the good shepherd? So what I would love for you to do, if you could, is would you please take out your sermon outline? It's one of the inside pages. Like I said, we'd love for you to take this home with you so that you have the prayers and the scriptures and also kind of what's going on um, in our church there in front of you throughout the week, I want to talk about that. I want to talk what it means for you because Jesus makes some really audacious claims in this lesson or in this parable. And I think the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that when Jesus claims to be our good shepherd, he's telling us and telling you that you are known, that you are known. Because look at this verse here, John ten three, Where he says, the shepherd calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them. And then again, in verse 14, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. We are in the middle of a pandemic. I think most of us are aware of that, yes? Most of you have that thing on your face because we are in the middle of it. I read a really interesting article the other day that said maybe one of the worst effects of this pandemic is not so many people are getting sick COVID, and that so many people are dying from it, is that so many people are slowly dying inside because they are feeling like they are alone. Because so many of their connections, so many of the things that they have used for support and strength, and human relationships are one of the greatest places to get that strength and that support, have been cut off. They can no longer go see some of the people they used to see. For the longest time, they couldn't go to church. They couldn't gather in groups. And there was this pandemic of loneliness that was taking place. And still, in large parts of the world, where they don't have easy access to the vaccines, is still taking place. To be known, to know that somebody knows who you are and cares about you is so important to human beings. And so if you ever start to wonder whether or not you are known, whether somebody cares, come back to this idea of Jesus is the good shepherd. I know my sheep. says, I know my people. God knows who you are. You're not just one of six billion. You are intimately important to him. If Jesus had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. If he had a cell phone, your picture would be in that little family folder that we keep, right? Jesus knows you. That's how important you are to him. That is one of the benefits of having a good shepherd. Here's another one, and I love this one. Basically, Jesus tells us in this parable, reminds us that because he's a good shepherd, you are saved. You are saved in your life. He says in verse John or in chapter 10, verse 9, he says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Right? He's reminding us again and again that over and over in scriptures that our salvation is assured. We no longer have to worry about the cosmic scales. Have I done enough good to weigh, outweigh all the bad? I did so many bad things early on in my life that I don't think I could live long enough to balance the scales out. I still continue to do bad things. But the thing is, I don't have to worry about that. Because Jesus is my good shepherd, and because he's my good shepherd, I am saved. My eternal destination is secure. Now, I know some of you don't care about that that much. You're young. You're going to live forever. But when we are faced with our mortality, and it has that moment to frighten us, what a great reminder to know that we are saved. And if you doubt the words of John 10, look at the words of Jesus in John 3.16. You guys know this verse, don't you? We've all got it memorized. But just to help us memorize it, will you read it with me? For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. Having Jesus your good shepherd is that reminder to you and to me, that our eternal destination is secure. That we are saved. Right? And that is not a worry that we need to carry with us to the end of our lives. Now this next verse, it comes from the, the 10th verse of the 10th chapter of John. It's literally one of my favorite verses in all of scripture. And it reminds us that because Jesus is our good shepherd, you are blessed with a richer life. And basically what it tells us, not only is your eternal life secured, but you actually have a better life here and now. 10.10, would you guys read it with me? The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy the sheep. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Not just eternal life is a gift from Jesus, but a better life now. And you say, well, what do you mean a better life? I have a pretty good life right now. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that have no relationship with Jesus Christ whatsoever, and they think their life is really good. So let me ask you a couple questions. Knowing that you are forgiven for the mistakes you make by your God, does that make your life a little bit better? Knowing that God knows you, loves you, just as you are, does that make your life a little bit better? Knowing that you never have to doubt whether or not somebody loves you. Knowing that Jesus died for you, that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you. To know that you are never alone in the midst of your difficulties. That God is always there beside you to strengthen you, to lift you up, to help you through those difficult times. Don't those things make your life better? Of course they do. So when Jesus says, I have come so that you might have a better life today, he's speaking the truth. This is the phrase that most of you guys know. Uh, this is the more common translation of it, the NIV, uh, New International Version, where it says, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. And I love this idea, once again, that not only do we have our eternal life taken care of, but we actually have, in that close connection with Jesus Christ, an opportunity to have a better life here, today, for us and for the way that we can share that love with others as well. Right? You are known, you are saved, you have a blessed Enrich your life, and then finally, the last thing is I want to make sure that you understand that because Jesus is your good shepherd, you can always trust that you are watched over. Now, that's kind of a weird phrase. I was trying to think if there was—I I struggled with this one a little bit. I didn't know if I wanted to put "you are guarded," "you are cared for," but I like this idea of being watched over, right? Because we like it when when people are there to comfort us. And I got some things that well, I just want to see what you guys' reactions are. To these pictures, isn't that cute? Right? Exactly. That's exactly the reaction I was expecting. Because what happens when you know that somebody's always taking, watching over you? It's like, oh, that feels good. Right? I don't know if that raccoon's trying to tra- strangle that dog or just uh, <laughs> likes that dog. And here's a couple more. Look at that one. Isn't that sweet? What a nice kitty cat. Those are good friends. And then finally this one. I thought that was good too. All right. So what a great reminder that we can snuggle up to Jesus whenever we want. That he's always watching over us because he says this in John 10.7. He says, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. In other words, I've got this under control. I'm watching over them because everything has to come in and out through the gate. I keep the things, bad things away and I let the good things come and go. I am the gate for the sheep. And then... He reminds us of this in John 10, 12-14. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns a sheep. Still in the wolf coming, of course, he runs away. But look what he does. Right? I lay down my life for my sheep. I'm always there for them. I'm never going to be too far away to take care of them when they need me. It's kind of what he's saying here. I think this kind of was driven home to me one time when my son was very young. I want to say maybe he was four or five years old. We still lived in Phoenix at that time. Um, so he must have been four and we, were, we lived next to a really big wash. Uh, you could walk about a block down our house, and there was this wash that kind of ran through our entire neighborhood, came off the south mountains of Phoenix, and kind of came down through our neighborhood. And uh, we would go walk in that sometimes, and it was amazing the things we'd see. Sometimes we'd see javelina tracks. Uh, coyotes would use that wash as one of their thoroughfares through the neighborhoods. And sometimes we would see some of the different animals there. So, you know, it was a fun place to go walk, and we were walking down. We'd gotten a little bit of ways away from the house. It was getting on towards evening. It wasn't dark yet, but it was starting to darken a little bit. And I remember we came around this corner, and I don't know what got into my son, but he decided in that moment he was going to be Mr. Independent. And it has stayed with him ever since. I just got to tell you, he literally is, he just got done teaching scuba diving in Florida, and now he's on his way back to Las Vegas, and he's going to catch a plane, to go live in Guam and teach scuba diving there. So that independent streak that started when he was four has just blossomed into his 23-year-old body, right? So he's like, Dad, I... He goes, Dad, you stay here. I'm like... But he goes, I'm going to go there by myself. Okay, son. You stay here. So he walks around, and so I kind of start following him. You know, I'm not going to let my kid walk down the wash by himself. I'm a moderately decent father. And so we're walking along, and he's like, no. And then he sees me following him. He's like, no. <laughs> you stay. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I let him kind of go off, you know, a little bit farther so that he can't see me, but I can still see him. Right? And he's kind of walking along, and he's just And he goes by this bush, and all of a sudden some wind comes, and it kind of rattles the bush. You know, it's this big tree that's beside him. He stops. I think in that moment he realized he wasn't quite sure where he was. And not only that, he realized he couldn't see me anymore. And so he kind of looked around. He took a couple more steps forward. Then he kind of took a couple more steps back. And you know exactly what he did, right? What'd he do? Dad! I come walking around the corner. As soon as he could see me, he's just this relief on his face. And guess what? We did the rest of that walk hand in hand. (laughs) Knowing that there is somebody there always watching over you, ready to step in if you need them, it's comforting. It's important for us to know. There's a text from Romans 8.39 where Paul writes to the church at Romans and reminds them of this, I think, in a very beautiful way. Would you guys read it with me? When it says, For I am convinced... That neither death nor life, neither our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. God knows who you are. God saves you. And he gives you abundant life today and eternally. And God watches over you. Always. You may not know always that God is there, but Jesus promises that to us that in this parable, he is the good shepherd. And on this journey of life and love, when sometimes things might be getting dark or when the wolves are starting to gather, in those times in your life when you might have a little bit more fear than you have faith, just stop, pause, and call out God's name. And the promises that Jesus gives to us in this parable... And throughout his word are the promises that he gives to us every day of our lives. He's with you. He's nearer than you think. And he is there to watch over you. Because he is your good shepherd. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, once again, just so thankful for the promises you give to us through your word. Thank you for being not just any old shepherd, but the good shepherd. The shepherd that lays down his life, that intercedes in our lives to keep us safe, to watch over us. Help us remember these promises every day of our lives. And I pray this in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day.